Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. It is Milk Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and uh, a lot of people are off of work. So I hope everybody does well and uh, has a good day today. That song that was playing before I come on was Stephen Curtis Chapman, Heaven in the Real World, and that's one of my all-time favorite contemporary Christian artist. Uh, he's one of the rare ones that uh, have really, um, uh, at least from what I've seen, has really stayed true to his convictions as a Christian. And, uh, you know, you've always heard all these uh, crazy things that's come out, uh, These uh, some of these Christian singers that live in unbelievable, ungodly lifestyles. And uh, he's one of the few ones that really seem to have um, stayed true to the Lord and uh Love his music, really do. Got to meet him one time. They were having a winter jam or winter fest, whatever you call it, at Freedom Hall. Uh, back when I was doing youth, uh, uh, I was a youth pastor, and got to meet him. And uh, that, was a, that was a real highlight uh, to get to do that. So pretty cool. But uh, good morning, Mary, Ed, Rusty, and my mean old wife, Brandy. So I'm <laughs> glad that uh, uh, so sad. Oh, okay. Uh Sure, Ed. <laughs> but uh, I think he's talking about where I was talking about the uh, uh, singers who've strayed from where they need to be. So, but anyway, uh, I hope you don't. I hope y'all enjoy the music I play at the um, uh, beginning of each uh, uh, whether it's service or uh, the uh, uh, devotions or what have you. And because uh, I, I like to share some of the, the I like I like said before, I like the. Uh, uh, the old music, uh, the older Christian music, and, uh, and so I like to like to share that. And uh, so, thank you all for joining me uh, this morning. I know it's an hour later than I normally do, but again, uh, a lot of people's off work, and uh, uh, so I thought it'd be good to do it later than I normally do. So, uh, hope that is good, well, fine, and dandy. And if it isn't, then um, it's too late now. <laughs> so, good morning, Tracy. But uh, at this time, we're going to do our Pledge of Allegiance, and uh, normally I, I usually have our, our little slide like I've got right here, but uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Robert, uh, he, uh, DeBray, he uh, coming up to me, and he says that using the uh, slide, he, he kind of brought this flag to me yesterday morning after service, and I thought it was very kind of him, so instead of using a slide, we'll, hey, we'll use... Uh, uh, the physical flag here this morning, and uh, and so we thank Robert for his uh, kindness and thoughtfulness uh, to give that to us. So at this time, if you are able to, let us stand. You can see my fat belly here. And uh, let's say our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So praise God for that uh, uh, wonderful uh, pledge we get to say each day and the freedom and the truths that we get to uh, hold dear, and uh, we praise God for that. Now, you know, like I was telling everybody yesterday when I uh, was um, um, breaching uh, yesterday morning, you know, as precious and as wonderful as our freedoms are, and they are precious, and sadly, uh, uh, again, I, I will never understand why in the world anybody uh, would want to put down capitalism, would want socialism, uh, want to tear down what our forefathers have put into place, uh, and uh, do do on the Constitution. I don't, uh, I don't get it. I really don't. But uh, you know, 
God does not guarantee those rights. Even though uh, we have the the right of um, uh, free expression, free speech, uh, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, that, those are wonderful and precious things. But uh, that's not something that God guaranteed us. But God gave us certain rights as Christians, and those are the things that God that the, the, the things that God has given us cannot be taken away. And His love, and His joy, and His peace, and His strength, and um, you know, so we can cling to that. And uh, <clears throat> even though, uh, and that's something that man can never remove from us. That's something that man can never take away from us. And so, uh, praise God for that. It is. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize. Uh, it is a. Um, uh, wonderful thing you know that um the freedom that christ has given us from sin and uh, uh that we can be free from that bondage and he offers us eternal life in fact it kind of gives us brings us to our uh, verse this morning uh we're gonna have here is romans ten thirteen. for everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved and uh, I always uh, like to say what my dad always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. But for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, misunderstanding in regards to uh, the doctrine of election. And a lot of people don't want to hear it. Uh, they don't like it. They say, well, uh, that is unfair that God only come to choose some, that he didn't come to save everybody. But remember, when it comes to the doctrine of election, like I said, I know there's some confusion there, and I know that it's hard to understand. But remember, God didn't have to save anybody. He didn't have to save a single person, but at least he chose to save some. And that's why Jesus Christ came to die for the elect, not for everyone, because not everyone would accept him, would accept that free gift of salvation. And, you know, and that's what makes our salvation that much more special because of not only is it that free gift, but that God chose you and that God adopted you. You know, you've, you've heard the uh, illustration perhaps from my father or, or any other pastor in, in regards to election that when you have a child, a natural born child, you're stuck with whatever you get, you know, <laughs> good, bad, or ugly, you know. And, uh, uh, or, uh, when you adopt a child, uh, they could be, uh, you know, that child could feel maybe even a little more special because you specifically went and chose that child and that's what makes our salvation very special for the fact that god specifically chose us now here's the thing a lot of people say well how do i know i'm the elect how do i know that i'm part of that if you have called upon the name as we see here for everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved if you accepted jesus christ your personal lord and savior you got nothing to worry about you're part of the elect you have been uh, god has chosen you out he knew you before he formed you in the womb uh he he, he uh the predestined you uh to be uh to be saved you know some people try to say well god can look into the future and who, who's going to be saved then that would that would take that uh the power out of God's hands and put it into your hands that God had to change his plans because of you. That's not how it worked. Uh, God specifically chose you uh, before we were formed in the womb. So praise God for that. And uh, a lot of men have the uh, misconception that God changes his plans around what we do. Nothing can be further from the truth. God is omniscient, omnipresent. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. And uh, uh, everything happens according to his plan. And he doesn't adjust anything based on what we do, say, or think. And, uh, uh, you know, and then, of course, then you have people out there who try to say that uh, you have to be 
baptized and be saved, which is uh, lunacy. Again, that is a works-based faith. Uh, nothing to be further from the truth. That's no different than the Jews trying to say you had to be circumcised or to be saved. Uh, nothing to be further from the truth. Uh, it, you know, it is not a work on our own. It is a free gift of God that is bestowed upon us. And when we receive that free gift, see, when I was talking about earlier about those rights that cannot be taken from us, that God gives us, God gives us freedom. God gives us freedom from sin. He gives us everlasting life. He gives us the Holy Spirit, the Paracletos, the Helper. Uh, that when Jesus Christ ascended, He sent us the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to encourage us, to help us, to get us through uh, that day-to-day -day life. Uh, God, not like I said, He gave us uh, the eternal life. He gave us freedom. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Uh, Christ gives us uh, the ability to persevere, the perseverance of the saints. Uh, you know, we have all these things, irresistible grace, uh, and basically what I'm more or less breaking down is what is known as uh, the five points of Calvinism of uh, Tulip, uh, although I'm not getting into full details of that. Uh, that kind of gives you a, somewhat of an idea, but these are the things, this grace, uh, his, his, his perseverance, his goodness, his kindness, his faith. Is you know, in, is because of what Christ has given us, and it cannot be taken away. And it is only by faith. And remember, faith is not something we conjure up on our own. We come to believe and understand the things of Jesus Christ. Again, that's just something that comes from God. It's a free gift of God. And so everything that we have, everything that is given to us, is from God above. We conjure up nothing on our own. We do nothing on our own. It is through Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ plus nothing. And it's so sad that so many uh, pastors and churches have uh, uh, have put on these uh, legalistic ideals that you have to. They have added to. Uh, what God has, has said that you have to do in order to attain your salvation, not to be further from the truth. You know, so that's one thing with our uh, church. A lot of people call it the Island of Misfit Toys. And uh, we've got uh, people from all walks of life, everybody from a biker to a cop to an attorney to whatever. You know, we've had uh, uh, ex-CI agents uh, that attended our church. I mean, we have all walks of life that uh, that come to our church. And you can be yourself, you know, you see me sitting here in a t-shirt and, uh, you know, I don't care to preach in a t-shirt. And used to, that was a rarity. I'll be honest with you. Now it's, it's a little more commonplace. You don't, you don't see as much strict adherence to suit and ties like you once did. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, you know, for many years, we was, it was abnormal to have a church like ours. Uh, we used to have people come to our church. Uh, because they were turned away from other churches because they had t-shirt jeans or their hair was long or something stupid, you know. And uh, and remember that God looks on the heart. He doesn't look on the outward appearance. And so, uh, but now more and more churches, they do, uh, they have their uh, 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 traditional service. In other words, they cater to those who want to be more legalistic and wear their suits and ties. And then you have their more uh, contemporary service where they can uh, dress like this. Yeah. So, I, you know, you see that a lot uh, lately too. And I'm not putting people down, you know, hey, if that's what the Lord's led them to do, then that's what they need to do. But, uh, you know, the thing of it is, though, we need to appreciate uh, that free gift that Christ has given us. And the world, I know is imploding around us and uh, things are haywire and crazy 
crazy. I don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next, and, and neither do you. You know, we got that's one thing I was talking about last yesterday morning uh, that uh, there's so many conspiratorial lunatics out there. I don't know who to believe. Everybody's talking about there's going to be martial law. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. I don't know. I, I believe when I see it. I think most of the stuff a bunch of hype. Uh, am I happy with what's going on in in, uh, in the political sphere? No. I mean, I don't see how anybody could after with the cheating and the what's uh, went on. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, God's on the throne. He's in control. And it doesn't matter what happens in this world, but we know what's going to happen in the next. And that's where we need to keep our eyes. Remember, we're sojourners. We're exiles in this world. We're only passing through. We ought to get to the world to come. And we know what we were promised there. We were promised eternal life. We're promised no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death. You know, it, it is going to be a, a peace like we've never known. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing that we get to look forward to. And that's where we need to keep our eyes. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord. And we need to serve Him daily. Appreciate that free gift of salvation that's been given to us and that we're not holding that in that we're we're sharing that with all those around us and we're trying to share the gospel because uh, i don't know about you i want to hear well done good and faithful servant you know and i uh, can't wait to enter into the kingdom of heaven if you accept jesus christ lord and savior your name's written in the lamb's book of life it can't be removed again uh, that also uh, goes hand in hand with are are you bearing fruit you know there's a lot of people who can make a profession of faith and give lip service then it begs the question, are they really saved? Because if you have only given lip service to your salvation, and uh, but your actions, your thoughts are to the contrary uh, to what you have stated, you know, it begs to, you know, to, to, to ask, did you really mean that? Did you really understand that uh, when you prayed that prayer of salvation? I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding. Hey, I get my ticket punched. I'm into heaven. I said the words. I'm in. But uh, there's more to it than that. We it should be life changing. That's why we are redeemed, bought out. Uh, in re- is in terms to slavery. When when one was bought out of slavery, we were bought out of slavery of sin. We were sanctified. We are glorified in the things of Jesus Christ. We become a new creation in Christ Jesus. It should fundamentally change the way you look, see, and perceive things. It should be noticeable to friends and family that you've made a, a commitment to Jesus Christ. And uh, it concerns me when I see people who say that they are saved, but they act so worldly that you can't tell the difference between them and those who are unsaved. That's very concerning. For those who are saved, we should be bearing good fruit. We should be showing an example uh, to others that we have made that radical change in our life, that Jesus made that radical change in our life, and that we are pursuant in spiritual growth, and that we are uh, eager to tell others about Christ's love. And uh, if you're not eager, if you're not showing that uh, uh, that on fire kind of attitude, then maybe you need to take your spiritual pulse and find out where you're at. Because one day, we're going to be standing in judgment. Either Jesus is going to rapture us out, or we're going to die and stand before him. One way or the other, we're going to be standing in judgment. For those who are saved, we'll be judged according to those things we've done since we gave our life to Jesus, and then we'll enter into the gates of heaven. For those who are unsaved, you'll be judged for every single thing you've ever done, and then cast into hell. There's no second chances. You know, you can't get up there and, and, and plead the fifth and expect to get into heaven. You have the opportunity now to accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. And you can't say, well, God wouldn't send me to hell. God isn't. You're making the choice. You're making the decision now. And the choice is yours. Either accept the free gift 
or you can reject it, spend eternity in hell. You can laugh, you can mock, and uh, all you want at what I'm saying here this morning. But I'm giving you the honest truth. And uh, no man, woman, or child can ever stand before God and say they never heard the gospel. Everyone will be will be able to hear and understand before that time. Now there is that age of accountability. Uh, you know, people often ask, "What is that age of accountability?" Particularly when it comes to children, I don't know what that age is. It's the age of where they can truly understand uh, what Jesus Christ done on the cross for them. And then, of course, I've had people ask about special needs kids, and uh, you know, I think that uh, again, it goes back: can they comprehend? what salvation is and if that special needs individuals whether they're five or whether they're 50 or, or 80 if they can't comprehend i think they're just like any other child and they will they'll enter into the gates of heaven if they cannot comprehend that is my personal opinion and i've had people argue with me to the contrary but i, I but according to god's word uh, that's uh, uh, that's what the act of accountability is and i just don't see uh, Christ, uh, if a person can't understand uh, him rejecting uh, him out of heaven. So that's the only exception that I see. And like I said, I've had people argue to the contrary with me, and that's their prerogative. And uh, that's uh, uh, what you want to believe, that's on you. But uh, I'm only telling you what I what I feel honestly in my heart. But, uh, you know, the time's drawing to a close. You know, we don't know how many people's watched The Wizard of Oz. Remember when they had that big... Uh, hourglass and the sands of were slowly running out. Well, I feel like that's where we're at in our world right now. The huge hourglass is about to, we're seeing the last few grains of sand about to go through. I hope you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior today before it's too late. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us uh, to exhibit uh, that new radical change in our lives. For those who have committed ourselves to Christ, let it be evident, let it be seen, and uh, Lord, let us be eager to tell those around us about your love. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and watch Lord, protect us, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with this nation, that you'll touch hearts and minds like never before. I pray that you'll be with our nation's leaders, that you'll touch their hearts and minds, Lord. Let them come to know you and to lead this country in the way that you would have them to. Lord, I want to lift up our sister in Christ, uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy and Lennon David Feathers, Jane Kitchings, Rod Thompson. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be the Reggie Lett. Uh, loss of his father and uh, uh, lord i pray a special prayer uh, lord for uh, glenn johnson i know he's uh, not doing well at all and to lift him up to you in a mighty way and lord i pray to be with each and every person here today that you lead god which will protect him we meet again in jesus name i pray amen well, i appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning i hope this uh a little Bible study found you well, and I hope everybody has a good, wonderful, blessed day. Don't forget, if you want to share these devotions, I know a lot of people is abandoning ship when it comes to social media, or at least Facebook at least, and Twitter. But uh, you can still watch on our, our website at flbconline.com if you don't want to watch here on Facebook. And or you can go to the Doc Young Chronicles on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, and you can listen to all the devotions and sermons as you're going out and about your day. I hope everybody's a fantabulous day today, a great day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. <laughs>